It's February 20th, 2020, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep in dreams you will lose your heartaches whatever you wish for you keep have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come shining Another episode of Dizpodopolis, and this is episode number 30. And we are looking at the beautiful month of February, the month that can't decide what season it should be in Texas. <laughs> Which is <laughs> hot then cold, hot then cold. Oh, yeah, today it was 80, and I think tomorrow it's gonna be 40. So have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> I All right. Fiona, you want to introduce say hello or introduce yourself? We picked up a weirdo. <laughs> because who else do we have with us? I don't know. Who it, else could do it we be have? Colleen? Oh, is it me? No. <laughs> we were just thinking if you had kind of had a f- fever for a moment. Oh, no. I kind of had an allergy attack. So, and that happens. So now my nose is running. So that's super awesome. All right. And. And caution everyone, there may be some fro-kicking, Frank Frank Oz (laughs) expressions for this episode. Oh, boy. All right, Ryan, you want to say hi to everybody out there? Well, good evening, and we're so glad you joined us for another episode. (laughs) And tonight... um... This is going to be a really interesting episode. We'll kind of see where it takes us because this is odd little month of February and, you know, Fiona and I are going to go to Disney World in March and um, we, we kind of went, had a bunch of things on our list we wanted to talk about and so we'll see what we get done. Because, I know that... certainly yes. the theme is going to be like on the road. There you go. On the road. Perfect. Because that kind of opens up our segue how we're going to be talking about the Muppet movie tonight. The original? Sure. And as mom says, you need to look in the mirror because you're not Frank Oz. <laughs> I didn't know I said that. Well, well, on my inside matter, you felt like that. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not Frank Oz. Well, I'm not Frank Oz. <laughs> Ryan, are you Frank Oz? No. <laughs> Definitely not that talented. There can... There can only be one Frank Oz, and no one should copy his expressions, or else someday you'll think you're the second Frank Oz. (laughs) There you go. Words of wisdom from Fiona. All right. So, Fiona, did you want to open up with our question for the night? Uh, Yes. And since I I had a bit of a gag on, on watching Going Back to the Original Muppet movie... I I decided since recently feels like people these days are trying to go back to watching the original Muppet stuff for Disney Plus. So for all the family and Ryan, what Muppets character do they really feel like? What Muppets character do we really feel like? 
And I think we're going to pass this back to you, Fiona, because I think you need to, to find our Muppet spirit animal character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Fiona will be all over this. Okay. So, so I'm, I am Beaker. Love it. Adia is Miss Piggy. <laughs> okay. Yep. Elias is Pepe the King Prawn. <laughs> <I'm> Pepe! <laughs> Mom, you're um, Walterf, part of Stetler and Walterf. I'll take it. And Ryan, I think neither half of you kind of feels like maybe maybe Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> that I like that. I'm good. He's behind the scenes making everything happen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Gabby Statler and Waldorf all rolled up into one, like I do my own jokes and my own punchlines. <laughs> and I think half of mm-hmm. Dad could be like Animal. Animal. Okay, so Dad likes to play the drums. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Well, I I pick I well I pick Beaker because I'm possibly a nervous wreck when we try to do these episodes. Firstly. And I'm all around with like math and mm-hmm. and history, and it just blows up and walks away, walks away in my brain. Yeah, you get a little nervous about situations, and they kind of get away from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I choose a Miss Piggy because I feel like she always needs to be a girl. I think that's self-explanatory. Yeah, and but... and per- and perfectly for Miss Piggy, she's like she's totally a sob and. She she always makes sure she doesn't have like an ugly ish issue. Yeah, we can't go out of the house unless there's been a certain amount of primping. And I chose Elias as Pepe because I just think Elias is sometimes being mean to us. <laughs> well, he's a little bit of a stinker. Yeah. And he's got a lot of energy. Yeah, and we are. I think we are recovered up with the adults. Uh huh. Your your turn, mom. Oh, my turn. I have to name everybody. I yeah. chihuahuas. Um. Okay. So I was just gonna do the three of us. Do I have to do dad and everybody? Pause. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> okay. So I okay. So I would pick. Okay, I'm gonna for Fiona. I'm gonna do Kermit the Frog for Fiona because Kermit gets really overwhelmed very easily and gets very frazzled when what? things don't go the way he wants them to. I'm sometimes with the color green. Yes, she's got a nice little green fascinator, uh, fascinator on her head in the English style and for this evening. I think Aya commented that it looks like Princess and the Frog. Yeah, it is. It's very from that that time frame, the 20s, very much t- 20s inspired. Um, okay, so for uh, Ryan, see, I like Scooter for Ryan, too, because I think, like, Scooter's really the one keeping things going. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Kermit the Frog just like, <laughs> for, If there's no Scooter, <laughs> there's no Muppet Show. Just saying here, folks. And uh, for me, um, I want to be Rolf the Dog. <laughs> <laughs> just kick it back singing the song if i was if you chose me as ralph the dog that would just be that was just me 
agree that was just me agreeing with my former piano lessons yeah yeah i feel like roth the dog is the kind of the guy that like smooths the waters he's that dude hanging out all right and what about adia and elias oh adia okay miss piggy for adia um elias he gets fozzy bear <laughs> waka why? waka why because he's always doing those really bad jokes Oh yeah, well all I, the time. Well, I think Elias usually gets jokes from memes. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the time, really bad jokes. <laughs> and sometimes make it adult. Uh huh. And then okay, I'll do dad. I'll do um. Let's see. Oh, uh, Bunsen honeydew. Oh, the the scientist. Mm hmm. Dad can be the scientist. Why? Because he always has to be absolutely <laughs> rational about everything. Well, I sometimes think of him as I—I I was find him as animal because he does get excited in front of like a little certain things. Well, I think he might be a little bit of Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of thing going on. You got animal, and then you've got and we rationally have solved the problem by doing this. <laughs> if animal, if animal was Frankenstein and and. Benson is <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. Yep. Oh, Dr. Jekyll is, is animal. Well, oh, uh, Dr. Jekyll. I mean, Jekyll not, uh, yeah, Miss, oh, sorry. Do- <laughs> I'm not Dr. Jekyll, Mr. I, Hyde. Well, I, I don't think know. I remember reading the story. <laughs> I only, my references are so wackadoodle at this point. Okay, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. So Mr. Hyde is animal and Dr. Jekyll is Benson Honeydew. Okay. But this is a very mild version of what we're talking about. It's funny. Yeah, it, it, as we just made a little Muppet Show segment here. Well, we didn't pick Michael either. Oh, oh, Michael? Oh, Mike. Let's give him Rizzo the Rat. <laughs> Michael Wazowski. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Just for fun, because I like Rizzo the Rat. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, Gonzo. Gonzo. I'm going to give him Gonzo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think it sounds better because I think he kind of likes to go wild. Or what's why? Why Gonzo? Yeah, because he's like a salesman, and Mike sells houses. Let's go there. <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like Gonzo. He flies a lot. It's awesome. Yeah. And apparently, he likes chickens, which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Imagine we put in as like fried chicken. <laughs> okay. Okay, Ryan, your turn. I am off. I'm jumping off the hot plate. Your turn, Ryan. Let's see. Um, I actually would start with Mike and Colleen. And I would give you guys Statler and Waldorf together. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I will not be a par- party of this party. Because <laughs> you guys are just always cracking everybody up. <laughs> just commentary all the place. Yeah, it's so funny. You guys are, it's always commentary all the time. What? <laughs> if we could do some horrible Halloween costumes. <laughs> Nobody would ever know who we were. <laughs> we're just a bunch of old, old mustache people. Old mustache guys. <laughs> Or is not mustache, but just basic old people. Yeah, old people. Yeah, uh, I, and so that that's who I would go with. 
Um, let's see, Fiona, I would do, I don't know. I kind of was thinking a couple of different characters, mm-hmm. but I'm leaning towards, I don't know right now, Swedish chef. Hinderford. <laughs> 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 as, as it's been so long since I cook stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do think I... Well, Swedish chef, to be fair, really doesn't cook anything. <laughs> so you don't have to have that talent. You don't have to worry about cooking with Swedish chef. No, he doesn't. Well, oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, I, I I do think of myself being funny with my words. Mm-hmm. H- how about Elias and Nadia? <laughs> okay. Um, Let's see. Let's see. I would do probably for Adia. I'd go with Miss Piggy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really she's, good pick. For she's Ms. been Piggy. typecasted. <laughs> she does. She has. <laughs> she's typecast. Oh well. And for Elias, I would do the Great Gonzo because he's he does all kinds of zany daring <laughs> things, and <laughs> I think he thinks he's almost invisible. Like yeah. Gonzo can't get hurt. Like he would shoot himself out of a cannon if he could. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> so he did win against the car. So just saying. Say that again, Ryan. He would like he he would shoot himself out of a cannon. Oh yeah, if he possible. would. Holy you know. mackerel! Yeah. Oh yeah. If- if, oh, if yeah. I would let yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good character. And then... And dad. For dad, I would pick Sam the Eagle. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> everything's like... Like you're very logical and straight laced, and this is the way we're going to do this. We're going to do this in a very orderly fashion today. <laughs> and then the rest of the family comes and bowls them over. <laughs> you are all ordering the exact same thing. Well, and this is how we're getting it. Well, done. yeah, this is, I sometimes cry about with this situation. And it just doesn't go according to plan at all. <laughs> well, I, I guess I, I guess you're almost. Right, I could be cast for the title character, but but I really like Beaker. I know. Yes, yeah, that's her favorite. Yes. Character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. Poor Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's practically an only child, and then he's got like four four people that were all like siblings. <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Total chaos. <laughs> I think Ryan's the winner of choosing Dad's Muppet. Uh, uh, Sam the Eagle. <laughs> yeah, you're you're probably all right, Ryan. Ah, that's funny. Oh, that was way too fun. Okay, yeah. now now I want to get this out to the people that are listening. So I think all of you guys should um, send us an email at comments at dispodopolis.com and tell us if you have any ideas of who we should be or who you would like to be. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so much fun. Ah, yes, yes. And um, yeah, if if we like any of them, we'll we'll mention them someday in some podcast that comes out in some month. <laughs> <laughs> we'll listen to you guys' emails if yeah. if we do any email episodes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. So just yeah, email us at comments at dispodopolis.com, please. 
All right. So are we ready to break into our one? I know we'll be covering the Muppet movie in 1979 and there's, there might be two other surprises or one other surprise. So we'll see how it goes. How's that sound? I I think for us to get started, as mom says, she doesn't know what, what she doesn't matter. Know what, what weather would be like outside. Oh, what weather is going to be outside? Nope. We don't. It's February. Roll a dice. (laughs) Two dice. (laughs) <laughs> that's very true uh, could be anything i guess all that's it for the wear we need is that we need a rainbow oh yep here comes the rainbow and now it's time to head way out west for a little patch of heaven up with the end of the sky it's left in nebraska and over a crest on a little patch of heaven way out west everything's green well as promised on tonight on dispodopolis we are going to talk about the muppet movie and not the recent one. Oh no 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 we're going to be talking about the classic 1979 muppet movie uncle kermit is this about how the Muppets really got started? Well, it, it's sort of approximately how it happened. Get ready to discover. I'm on my way to Hollywood. Hollywood? Hollywood! How the Muppets first got together. <laughs> Why are you hopping up and down? Because I'm hopping mad. We picked up a weirdo. Because the original classic Muppet movie <laughs> is finally coming to Blu ray. Try not to freak out. You know, I hear this movie is dynamite. The Muppet Movie, the nearly 35th anniversary edition. Hey, what happened? On Disney Blu-ray. That I know I saw in the theater. Ryan, did you see this movie in the theater? If I did, I don't remember. It was too okay, young. Okay, so I was seven. I'm sure, I'm sure I probably did. I'm sure my parents probably did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to ask my brother if he remembers this one. Because he would have been, oh, he'd been itsy bitsy. Oh, he didn't remember this one. <laughs> he would have been three. There's no way. Yeah, that's about what I would have been. Yeah, yeah. So this this was um I don't I thought this was the best movie of the year as far as I was concerned. Like this should have got the Oscar for best movie of the year. Uh, there um it was a great movie to kind of break us out of the I don't know what the 70s were, but it was like the regenerated 60s and apparently no one thought they could make money off of children. And then came um, the Muppet sh- Show, which started in 1976, which kind of shocked me because I remember watching, faithfully watching the Muppet Show. And I, I could have been four and remembered it. That could happen. 
And I think, and this was kind of an extension of that, for sure, this Muppet movie. It was a very similar format to The Muppet Show. It had a lot of the same um, little, you know, they had a lot of cameos on The Muppet Show, and they pushed that into The Muppet movie, for sure. I, we just rewatched this uh, last week, and I could not believe the cameos in this. It was just cameos everywhere, everywhere. And I know. I, yeah, it's nonstop. <laughs> I mean, it just hits you from every angle. And I know I didn't know all these people, but I did know some of them because a lot of them were in a lot of movies of that time and a lot of TV shows. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, I did not remember the cameos. That was impressive. Um, they they had a lot of pull. I don't know if it was from the Sesame Street angle. I mean, they've been doing the Muppet Show for a couple years, but it seems like they just were really in with the Hollywood crowd. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was a lot of Hollywood stars in this. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, you got to really admire Jim Henson because he's really a guy that went in there, didn't know what he was going to be when he went, when he grew up, um, had no idea what puppetry was, found a void that he could fill in the entertainment field and basically filled it and supplied an entire generation of children with entertainment that was kid friendly. <laughs> He really kind of, he almost kind of stepped in when the Disney was kind of stepping out because they didn't, you know, Disney didn't go into the television Saturday morning or go into PBS or have anything for kids really, except for maybe the Sunday night. Well, well, I felt like, I felt felt like for parents to Jim Henson, it would be, I know if, if puppets would be like a new entertainment for kids. Yeah, he kind of, he went in there with puppets, um, not having any idea how to be a puppeteer. But he did, he was really good at recruiting people that knew what they were doing. So he just had the, like, everything in mind to just step ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I, I mean, Sesame Street was my childhood, especially if you're a Gen X kid. That was, that was it, man. That was a cat's meow. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We all watched Sesame Street growing up. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you had, um, you know, some people would have ABC, CBS, NBC, and PBS. That was it. So, and that was, so it was great to have this um, alternative, the children's television, and, and Sesame Street was, was it. It's interesting to me because in the Muppet movie, there really is a really simple story. He, he like, takes really basic stories. There's a lot of dad jokes in there, and kids love them. <laughs> like, don't like, like, don't make it a big hoot to, to let get gang, gang around if, to get the game back back and, and just end up with a big performance. Oh, Kermit, like, getting going on the road, finding a bunch of people. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting in over his head. Well, I, yeah, I almost, I almost thought this movie would have almost like a, like a the Wiggles movie vibe. Oh, really? Did, did you remember the Wiggles movie? Mm-hmm. Where it was like Dorothy's birthday, and she mm-hmm. got lost. Yeah, that was that was that was my big. Uh, I felt like I liked that movie, but that that felt like my big classic childhood. The Wiggles movie. Yeah. Good to know. I didn't know that. You did like the Wiggles though. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> but when I think on on the road, maybe I, I would find it's like it's like Wiggles like shenanigans. Hmm. I like how they so you know they shoot this movie. You're supposed to look like Louisiana, kind of like that New Orleans back um, back street vibe to it, kind of underground. And you know they're traveling across country, and every single thing, single uh, scene screams California. <laughs> like they must have driven up and down that five. Through all those farmlands, like, 20 times. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a California hill. There's another California hill. <laughs> it's just, it just screams the five freeway, and I love it. That was so common for the 70s, though. Like, you know, everywhere was just California. You know, the California hills, you can see it, like, in all of the 70s TV shows and a lot of movies. <laughs> I know. I'm really sad. I mean, that was one of the the bad things, the horrible. I mean, the fires in California are absolutely horrific. But what was so sad is it burnt down a lot of those sets, a lot of those memories from the 60s and 70s. Yeah. On top of, you know, all that. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I just I was just like, oh, I just could not believe. And, and, you, and as a child, you totally believe this. They're going across country. It's it's the. um was that the the suspension of disbelief or the suspension of belief? How's that go? Suspension of, of, of okay, disbelief. Yeah, yeah. So you like really truly believe they were cro- uh, traveling cross country down the even though it was the same mm-hmm. road back and forth. <laughs> I love it. I was thinking we could talk about some of the creative minds behind this movie, and we could also talk about the movie. What you guys want to talk about first? Uh, I would say the cast. You want to talk about the cast? Well, Creative Minds. Is that what you meant? Yeah. Yeah, the cast. So we have Jim Henson, um, you know, who's head of the studio. And he passed away. I, can't, I, can't, I, I was reading this. I couldn't believe it was this long ago. He passed away in 1990. Yeah. I mean, it just boggles my mind. Yeah, it was um, the he. Uh, it was right when he was doing stuff with the Walt Disney Company, mm-hmm. um, opening up uh, like a, the Muppet area in Hollywood Studios, um, what was formerly MGM Studios, now Hollywood Studios, and they have that Muppet 3D film. Um, and that during that time he passed. Yeah, away. yeah, yeah. I just think everything would would go down for TV in Hollywood when he. Passed away because, for instance, yeah, the whole Muppet man, Muppet Muppet Land that that was gonna be another twist in the Muppet Land that we have today. There's gonna be an extension of it. Yeah, or just kind of watered down version we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was it was. Oh Lord, it's such a real tragedy because he wasn't that old at all. I mean, he was he's basically. I think he would he was born the year after my father in law. So and this was the year I graduated from high school. So that would have been like my husband losing his dad, his high school year, his senior high school year. And that, you know, that's kind of, you know, unbelievable. I mean, when he thought that, that the little, that something related to the little mermaid was going to be his, his another TV career. He was going to do a little mermaid. Jim Henson, little mermaid show. Oh, good to know. So he did Kermit the Frog. And Waldorf 
and the Swedish chef. Those were kind of like his main characters that he did. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we have Frank Oz, who he's kind of like a like a like a puppy dog type guy. A Jim puppy, puppy talk like whoop, 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 whoop. of the Swedish fish chef. <laughs> no. Uh. Well. Well, I know. Well, not Swedish chef, but <laughs> what's that Yoda tone called? Oh, that's Frank Oz. You know about Frank Oz? Well, yeah. Yeah, he's the Yoda. Yeah, but I'm trying to think what that tone would be called. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say bulldog talk. Okay. So uh, I don't think there'd really be a Jim Henson without Frank Oz. I mean, he lends a lot to that um, company and brings a lot of um, uh, mastery of the puppetry because he comes from a pup- puppetry family in England. So um, and he's still with us, which is very nice. And you know, he does Yoda. But I mean, obviously, someone, someone needs to take over for him. Who, Frank Oz? Well, n- no, Frank Oz doesn't voice Miss Piggy, Fuzzy Bear, Animal, and Sam the Eagle anymore. He doesn't? No. Oh. Uh, it's... He has other people now? Yeah. Yeah, so in this movie, Frank Oz did Miss Piggy, Fuzzy Bear, Animal, and Sam the Eagle. So he's quite a character voice, because those are vastly different sounds coming out of his mouth. Well, I mean, when, when he goes to Miss Piggy, mm-hmm. people would have their minds blown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting that all the main puppeteers are all males, even doing the female voices. That's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, there's... there's... <laughs> it's very Shakespearean of them. Yeah, this is, this is why you might, you might get confused if there's not the much females in the Muppets. Yeah, <laughs> there's not. And then there's Jerry Nelson, um, and he actually passed away in 2012, and he was Floyd Pepper, Crazy Harry, and Robin the Frog, who who is, I think he's like a nephew of Kermit. Yeah. I think that's interesting, because you first start with, with, with like the champagne rock, rock tone, champagne mm-hmm. rock tones, and then this, <laughs> the soft curiosity nephew tone oh is that robin the frog yeah Uh uh-huh yeah and then richard hunt he passed away two years after jim henson did he was scooter statler janice sweetums and beaker so he's all over the place and the next the other main muppeteer um voice was uh dave ghouls and he's still with us and he does the great gonzo Zoot and Dr. Butson Honeydew. Yeah, you always, I always try to man- manage you to do those Muppet impressions. Oh, I know. She's always wanting me to do Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> because when I, when I say, well, well, for instance, just look in the mirror. You're not Frank Oz. You're not Jim Henson. No, I'm not. This is, it was it they... Kermit the Frog here. That's my closest. Do animal. Animal! Animal! <laughs> then do Dr. Benson Honeydew. Dr. Benson Honeydew here. I can't do... That, that was Kermit. <laughs> I know. I can't do these voices. Mm. Ask Brian to do some voices. <laughs> Brian's turn. <laughs> Got anything, Ryan? <laughs> no, you have to tell him what to do. You were telling me what okay, to do. Okay, how about... 
Oh, uh, uh, I can't. I'm not, oh, I'm not as how about do Fozzie Bear? <laughs> you do Fozzie Bear. Let me hear your Fozzie. I'm I'm walking you up there. Um, waka waka. Have you heard about the fat sailor? Or, um, he was so fat that how, how fat was he? Well, he was so fat that eh, nobody think he was funny at all. Oh wait, how about do Miss Piggy? <laughs> <laughs> She's funny. I like Miss Piggy. Kirby! I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, right there was a mix of Minnie Mouse. I can't pretend to be a guy doing a female's voice. Like, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's hard, yeah. I mean, if a guy can do a Minnie Mouse voice. That, 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 that was your impression. Yeah, that was. All right, so you want to go... Okay, so we can do some of the cameos now? Yeah. Okay, so there are oily, 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 so many cameos in this movie. So I kind of hit on some of the top ones. And then... And it's all spoilers from this point forward. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't seen this movie yet, we can't help you. All spoilers from this point forward. So there you go. (laughs) It's 19... It is 2020. (laughs) This movie came out in 1979. It's on Disney+. Plus. So if, I, if you haven't watched it, you might hit pause, then go watch it. And then you can come back and listen to <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe some seven-year-olds won't mind listening to this. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So to keep in mind with the cameos, you got to remember, girls and boys, this is 1979. So we've got some really goodies but oldies from the 1940s and 1950s and some um, sort of modern day ones. It runs 60s and seventies, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I'm agreeing. If you're about the same, I think I'm agreeing. My that the hit one was meant to be um Ecker McBurg oh Ecker McBurgen. Ecker Bergen. Yeah. Egg, yeah. So Ecker Bergen once again we see him pop up his head, and what? Where did we see him before? Uh oh, I. I'm I'm sadly I would say fun and fancy free. Oh, but, okay. Yes. But awesome. How we all know him is from One Hour in Wonderland. Yeah, with Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Sneary, Sneared Sneed or I think it's Smurred. Smurred. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so this is how. So this is how you 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 see him before he ended up with his death. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's interesting. So, you know, 1979, a lot of these people are in their 70s at this point because they were born at the turn of the century. So this is one of them. Yeah. So we talked about him a lot when we did our one hour in Wonderland and you're saying he was in Fun and Fancy Free and he was very famous for his Charlie McCarthy uh, ventriloquist, ventriloquist act. I think I'm saying that right. He did. Okay. And then the next one is Milton Berle, another older gentleman. Um... He's a really odd guy, Milton Berle. I he's a little crass. Like I'm kind of he doesn't always come off as the nicest guy there is. So the only thing I could find out that he did with the Walt Disney Studios was he did a, some records with Donald Duck. Now the title of these records are amazing. And I mean amazing in the fact that everyone has to get double credits in the titles and they're mentioned their names are mentioned two to three times on the cover of the record the record um uh sheet that you put the record in it's just astounding 
Mr. Television, Uncle Milty, and Donald Duck, assisted by Mickey Mouse, starring Mr. Television himself, Milton Berle, plus the original Walt Disney voices of Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. Wow. <laughs> That's one title. On one record? I want to see the lawyers in that meeting. <laughs> I don't know. Mouse. Who do children want to see when they sit down to watch TV? Who makes all children laugh with me? Of course, it's Uncle Milty. That's right, kiddies. It's me, Milton Burrow, Mr. Television. Uncle Milty to you with a special television show for you right on this record. Come in. You're Donald Duck? Mr. Animated Cartoon. Mr. Animated Cartoon? <laughs> Never heard of you. Oh, wait a minute, Donald. Wait. Oh, all right, wait a minute, Donald. What do you want? What do you want? I want to be the star of your show. You want to be the star of my show? Yes. I'll be Uncle Donald. You'll be Uncle Donald? Well, what can you do? I can make a harmonica recite Mary Had a Little Lamb. You can make a harmonica recite Mary Had a Little Lamb? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay. So the next guy we have is Mel Brooks. This, um, he's kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised when he showed up in the Muppet movie. I don't remember seeing him before, but... A lot of a lot of these guys actually worked with Mel Brooks at some point that were in this that that cameoed in this show. Yeah. Well, well most recent most recently being his voice in Toy Story Four. Yeah. So yeah, he did. He was um, Melephant Brooks um, in Toy Story Four. He was the elephant toy that was in the closet where Woody lands up in uh, Toy Story Four. Like that, he's hanging out with a toddler toy. So. Mel Brooks is a toddler toy. And he, we also get to see him again in What is Love when... Forky asks a question. <laughs> yeah. Or, hey, do that in Muppet voice. Forky asks a question. Ah, Forky asks a question. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was also, um, a little while ago, in Special Agent Oso, which is uh, the Disney... Uh, channel Disney Junior Channel Show. Yeah. And then my favorite, oh my gosh, I was so happy when I saw him on the screen, James Coburn. Oh, yes. <laughs> you got to love this guy. Big Disney connection, too, later on. Yes. So he's in Monsters, Inc. He's Henry yep. J. Waternoose. Yeah, I didn't realize it was him. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense now. My whole world is coming together. And then he was also in uh, Snow Dogs. He was Thunderjack. Snow Dogs was those movies they're making with those uh, puppy puppy Labrador dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding up. I'm holding my hands in the size of a puppy Labrador dog, so you can tell what the size they are. They're this big. And then this guy is hilarious, Dom DeLuise. Uh, he was actually in Oliver and Company. He played Fagan. Fagan? And in the Mouse Factory host the Great Outdoors episode. And then his son, did you know about this? 
He, his son, David DeLuise, was the dad on Wizards of Waverly Place. That's hysterical. Yeah, a lot of his kids ended up being directors and actors. Well, and he also, like another, uh, it's not really a Disney connection, but he did a lot of Don, he did Don Bluth films too, who used to work for the Disney Animation Studios and broke off from the Disney Animation Studios to create his own. Oh. Yeah. Yes, Don, Don Bluth characters. Yeah, I know. Weird. That's funny. Okay, and then Elliot Gould. And um, he was in he was in Kim Possible as Mr. Stoppable. Was he like the dad? Or Ron Stoppable's dad. <laughs> Never heard of him. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> or don't remember him. Yeah. And then they had a cameo by Bob Hope. That's kind of big because Bob Hope is, he was like the man back in the 1940s and 50s. And this was um, near the end or, end of his life, but um, he has zero Disney connection. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. He and Walt Disney were actually friends, but they just never did anything together. The only thing there is is his handprints are in the the forecourt of the Great Movie Ride. So, which is interesting. Which is now Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Now we can't never find him anywhere else, right? Uh, and Yeah. And then there's like some random, he did the ribbon cutting at the Contemporary Resort. It's really <laughs> odd. Who knew? Interesting. Who knew? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Madeline Kahn. Oh my gosh. She's hilarious. I mean, she yes. passed away, but she was, oh my gosh. She was a character. The gypsy butterfly. In? Bug's Life. In the Bug's Life. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that was like the year before she passed away. Um, and then if when you think of Madeline Kahn, you always think of Carol Carol Kane. Like she's a character and a half. Oh my gosh, she's a hoot. Because according to her Disney knowledge, she kinda did a lot of madam characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's done a lot of voiceovers for um a lot of the Disney Junior TV shows or and Disney Channel, like Phineas and Ferb. Jake of the Neverland Pirates, Tangled the Series, and Vamprina. But um, I love her in a non-Disney just, movie, Scrooge. Just, just, just some, just some of the stuff. I don't. I'm not really seeing these recent years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Vamprina. Well, yeah. Yeah, we've kind of stopped Obviously. watching Disney Junior. <laughs> there we comes a point. We kind of have to. Yeah. And then uh, Cloris Leachman. She's one of the few on this list that is actually did something with Disney before the Muppet movie. <laughs> she was in Herbie Goes Bananas. Yay. <laughs> Woohoo. And she was in Sky High. Have you seen Sky High, Ryan? No. Uh-uh. What? I've, I've like, <laughs> I like see it like aired on Disney Channel. Oh, oh. Almost all the time when I was in my middle ages. Yes. It was this um, Disney Channel movie and it has like Kurt Russell in it. And oh, I'm not even going to remember her name. But uh, John Travolta's wife was in it. And then Cloris Leachman was in it. It was really cute. And then she's been in Phineas and Ferb. And is it Alina of Avalor? That's another one we really haven't seen. And then... Well, uh, it's yeah. it's kind of a mixture of the Disney Channel and Disney Junior side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then oh, the best the best cameo of all, Steve Martin, and he has a deep Disney tie. 
Uh, uh, because you just you just want me to to explain his rules. His, oh, his big host says a fant- Fantasia two thousand. Oh, you went to the ho- he was the host of the Fantasia yeah. two thousand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he also he he worked at Disneyland. That's his mm-hmm. first. That's his first connection. He's there from he's there from where your mom's from, Orange County, basically. Isn't that he's from Orange County, right? Yeah, I believe he grew up in um, Garden Grove. Yeah. Right outside there. But some of those yeah. had had crazy time with their lines in, in Fantasia 2000. Yeah. Inglewood and Garden Grove. He was originally Uh-oh. born here in Texas. He was born in Waco, Texas. But um, moved, his family moved out to California and stuff. So eventually moved into Orange County and then worked at Disneyland. Yeah. He worked at the and, Main Street Magic Shop. Yep. Which is not there anymore, I don't believe, is it? Or is it still there? Yes. Yeah, they is still have a, a little slice. Do they have it's, a tight? Yeah, they, it used to be big. Okay, so they've just kind of it's cut like it up this, and it's still there. A little. It, since you can see my hands, oh. it's like this big and like this big. <laughs> <laughs> Did you remember the part? The part in the movie The Jerk, which is a Steve Martin movie, where he's working at the carnival. And mm-hmm. I think it's like he has to guess the weight. And he goes, we can have a prize between here and here and here. And here. <laughs> That's how big but the magic shop is. not here and here and not here and there. Yeah, the magic shop is <laughs> greatly shrunk from when it was, what it was uh, when you were kids. You can get a pencil. That's going to be a Muppet <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah. So, and he worked with uh, Wally Bogue at the Golden Horseshoe Review, which is super awesome. Yeah. And he also worked at Knott's Berry Farm, which is right down the street from Disneyland. And I believe he worked at the Birdcage Theater, which was just the best. Absolutely. You can't even, it's like, you can't explain what the Birdcage Theater was kind of a representation of G rated um, turn of this, or 1890s plays on stages. Kind of, or I think it's kind of almost like early movies where the girl's tied to the railroad tracks and the guy has to come and save her. There's, you know, that cliche. They were really cute. All right. One, one more member. What, oh, yeah. Okay. So the next one, and you know he wasn't in anything Disney, Richard Pryor. Who eventually <laughs> only went on a, on a oh, fork yeah. in the road trail. Yeah. Yeah. He was an R rated comedian. <laughs> It wasn't in any Disney stuff. And then this one was kind of funny. Telly Savalas was in it. And he was a real tough guy actor and did a TV show called Kojak. Was that in the 60s or 70s or both? Like, he was so stuff that that maybe no one thought it was funny anymore. <laughs> there you go. But he actually inspired the character of Kojak on the Disney Channel show Recess. And that was a little bit before Fiona's time. And then Orson Welles was in it. And he didn't really do anything Disney, but he's kind of, he was kind of like a Hollywood, like outsider kind of a guy, always roaming around the edges. Kind of came back in the 70s. I know he was trying to make that movie that he never finished, but they did a whole documentary about it. And then I wanted to end with someone we just lost real recently. Uh, Carol Spinney, the voice of Big Bird. Oh, yeah. And he played Big Bird. And he's going to, he, so they're heading to California. Kermit's heading to California. And Big Bird's headed to New York to get his big break in children's television. <laughs> and that, that was just all like when he first saw on the screen. Hey, he's from the, 
He's from the wrong Muppet series. <laughs> yep. Well, I think that I think when they froze in Big Word, Big Bird, it, it gave us it kind of gave us a a, cl- a clue with with television and the children's community. Yep. So I think what really made this movie really special was the was the music in this movie, and especially the opening song. Um, but spoiler, eventually Big Bird made it to Hollywood. Did a oh, Big Bird made it to Hollywood? The final scene. Oh, is he in the final scene? Yes. Oh, how funny! Oh, he did go to Hollywood. That's funny. See, he went. Well, it was on the five that they met Big Bird, so it wasn't that far away. See, he went on a fork <laughs> in the road as well. <laughs> Oh, so funny. So, yeah, I think my I think one of my favorite songs from this, and I even had to sing it in a talent show when I was a little kid. I must have been like eight or nine, was the Rainbow Connection. Mm, oh, yeah. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions, but only illusions, and rainbows have nothing to hide. So we've been told, and some choose to believe it. I used to sing that with my friends on the piano. Yeah, it's like when when people sing this song, like for thinking with 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 Dis- Disney trying to trying to expire a song aspire the song from somewhere over the rainbow mm-hmm. oh, like like with the deleted Alice in Wonderland uh, beyond the laughing sky he ne- never came and and before Disney bought them up we didn't have the rainbow connection okay so um, most of the music in this movie was written by Paul Williams and Kenneth Asher and I just I just made this connection when I was going back and reviewing this, who Paul Williams is. He's a short little dude <laughs> with the big beady eyes and you know the blonde he had that blonde hair that went to his shoulders. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that guy wrote all the music? <laughs> Show me an image of him. It's funny because you saw him, he oh, would like yeah, pop him. up everywhere, and I'm like, oh, I had no idea he was that talented. I mean, they always show him playing on a piano. Duh. Yeah, he just looks like the, like the bass. But the he basic, looks goofy. The basic sunny type guy. Yeah. So it was him and um, Kenneth Asher that wrote all this music, and they had just um, done a, another movie together. They did A Star Is Born with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. And talk about, like, different universes of music. It's kind mm-hmm. of impressive. Yeah. Um, he wrote a lot of songs, stuff for the Carpenters and mm-hmm. Anne Murray. Just did a lot of stuff. And then also did, like, lyrics for TV themes. You have uh, my favorite's the theme from The Love Boat. <laughs> the Love Boat. Oh, not, not Bug. <laughs> yep. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. This guy, I mean, he's he must just like sit down and go, dink, 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 new song. <laughs> now, Jim Henson also wrote some of the lyrics and music to it, too, I believe. Did, did he not or no? He sang it. I mean, he sang the songs. Yeah, the... And maybe that was it. He sang Rainbow Connection. <laughs> What's it? As you, as you knuckle me for being fake cause, 
I will be now Frank Sinatric. Okay, sorry, sorry if if, if I I did some some Kermit action right there. Oh, is that your Kermit? Yeah, so he probably just sang them. Okay. Yes, so he sang the Rainbow Connection. That was him singing, and mm-hmm. then the next song they they moving um, right along, moving yeah. right along, moving right along in search of good times and good news with good friends you can't lose. This could become a habit. Once let's reach out and grab it yeah. Together we'll nab it We'll hitchhike bus or yellow cabin Cabin? Moving right along Footloose and fancy free Getting there is half the fun Come share it with me That's, That song is just so clever How it just it's it's a it's a music video. That song's a music video. The Rainbow Connection's a music video. And, um, it, and I think the best the best the best cover I've heard. Gwen Stefani. Remember that? What what did she, what did she do a cover of? We love. Oh, I meant the song. Oh, she did a oh she did the Rainbow Connection. That's right. Oh, you like that one? Okay. Yeah. Cool. That was my most recognized moments. Okay. Awesome. Um, and then. I'm sorry, but I do not like 1970s movie love songs. And this one goes right in there with Candle Candle in the Wind with Lo- Deep's Dragon. Love never from- before, never again. Uh, can- can- candle, candle on the Water. Oh, Candle on the Water. I hate that yeah. song. I also <laughs> hate the love song in Robin Hood. Yeah. Oh my, no, no, no. Just, no, no, no. Don't do that. Just bring him back. Roger Miller. Roger Miller. They should have just had Roger uh. Miller do... The whole thing. They should have never brought that love song in from Floyd Huddleston and George Bruns. I know everyone's going to hate me for this, but I didn't like that song. I didn't like Candle in the Water, and I do not like Never Before and Never Again. <laughs> that there out we there. go. We get some more some 70s animal love. I just, it's just, I can't do it. I just can't. Yes, it, That's it's, funny. That's funny because I I do actually really like Candle on the Water. Oh, I know I'm in the minority, and yeah. I, I accept that. Oh no, that's but like it's just like one of those things where you're like, yeah, I do like that. It was like I would be sitting in the movie theater watching yeah. the movie, and I'm like, oh, awkward moment. Oh, this is oh, yeah. oh like I readjust. This is awkward. <laughs> yeah, I'm just smooth singing with those songs, and it's like you think moving right along was 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 like. Your Roger Miller moment. Moving right, yeah. Let's go with that. Oh, I like that. My Roger, my Roger Miller movement with moving right along. Got it. Um, I really like the song. I hope that something better comes along with Kermit and Rolf the dog singing. Evening. You look like you could use a drink. Yeah, I'd like a grasshopper, please. Hey, can we have a grasshopper for the frog? Uh, that, that's Kermit. Kermity frog. Oh. Ralph, Ralph the dog here. Pleased to meet you. I'm no Heifetz, but I get by. 
Let me guess. Broken heart, right? Does it show? Listen, when you've been tickling the ivories as long as I have, you've seen a broken heart for every drop of rain, a shattered dream for every falling star. Exactly. She just walked out on me. Yeah, typical. That's why I live alone. You do, huh? You bet. I finish work, I go home, read a book, have a couple of beers, take myself for a walk and go to bed. Nice and simple. Stay away from women. That's my motto. But I can't. Neither can I. That's my trouble. You can't live with them. You can't live without them. There's something irresistible-ish about them. We grin and bear it cause the nights are long. I hope that something better comes along. I see what you mean. Oh, yes. That one's spectacular. Ah, that is such a winner. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and one fact why you think Never Before, Never Again is, is works, because it, it's from the man, man do, doing a lot of female tones. <laughs> I do enjoy the comedy that they put in the music video for that, where Miss Piggy just, like, runs right past Kermit, or... That was that was brilliant. I do enjoy that part. And um, the song that what is it? Doctor Teeth and Electric Mayhem sing. Can you oh, picture that? Can, can you picture mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. I think that like I didn't realize like that's such a different genre of song. They really encapsulated that '60s '70s um, band music. Yeah, I always think that one also sounds like Down in Fraggle Rock. Can oh, you picture okay. that? Yeah, if you like listen to the two down in Fraggle Rock, can you picture that? It sounds they sound so close together. Okay, did Paul Williams write that song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to leave clips for for those for those songs for me. Oh, I will. Fraggle Rock. He can he can rip him he can rip some himself off right that's perfectly yeah. fine yeah <laughs> it's like the same riff it's so funny <laughs> oh that's awesome and then um, the finale song I think is is quite nice they kind of wrap mm. wrap in the finale with well, the rainbow connection they almost wrap almost every every single every single Muppet from from the seventies. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of Muppets in that yeah, scene. Yeah, that that I think that was that was quite the history talk for for them to take all that take take all that all that stand in line effort. Mm-hmm. This is um this movie didn't really resonate well 
with Elias and he's 10. So that, but that kind of made sense to me because he's a little too old and like not old enough to appreciate it for what it is and well, like too old to like hook onto it as a kid. Almost. Well, not to think it's like a two year old film. No, I think like seven, like when I watched it, it was like seven, eight. It was like the perfect hook. I mean, if you, fr- I mean, if I think what he said, if you throw in big, big bird, you, you got some knowledge from, from some, something that targets two year olds. Well, well, and I even think like Sesame Street's good for five year olds, honestly. Well, well, yeah, but I like guess that's kinder first. Well, that's, that's just his standard nick- nicknames. Mm-hmm. All right, Ryan. Okay, so let's rate this movie. We've kind of gone over the cast. We didn't go over the story too much, but I think we'll touch more on it when we um, kind of rate it. So, Brian, why don't you tell me, like, how many Mickey ears you would give this movie and um, and why? Like, why it resonates with you, why it doesn't resonate, that sort of a thing. Put you on the spot. Um, oh, yeah. No, I give this one four out of five Mickey ears. Um, I think it's definitely something everybody should. If you're if you're a Muppet fan, you need to watch this at, at all. You know, if you if you're just a, even a slight Muppet fan, I mean, this is where the Muppets took off with movies here, um, and I think they did a really good job with it. They did some great special effects that hadn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, they have all of these cameos. I think the storyline moves. They have great music. Um, you just have to realize it is what it is. It's really corny. Um, <laughs> they yes. love to do play on word stuff. I mean, just, you know, things that, you know, like, you know, they'll do, they love to play with prepositions, you know, like drinks are on the house. And so everybody <laughs> runs up to the roof of the, you know, oh, looking, yeah. for, looking for drinks on the house. Cause you and, know, and, it's like, you that, know, they literally are going to go do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And that was all, all like that, that, that's where all those mama jokes come. Your mama jokes come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mama so stupid yeah yeah oh. this is i mean it's just full of this kind of oh. it's just ridiculous jokes and dad jokes yeah. and puns and it's it doesn't stop <laughs> it's just yeah, a whole I thought, movie i thought that on the roof part would remind me of like your mom is so so stupid that when someone said said to paint someone she painted the person <laughs> like paint paint a picture of, of the per- oh paint a picture i'll paint a picture or paint someone she painted on someone got yes. it got it got it. sorry 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 and that was uh, us leasing the show that's funny mm-hmm. yeah so i i i do this i really like this one, but i also like the other ones the great muppet caper the muppets take manhattan the muppet christmas mm-hmm. carol muppet treasure island <laughs> muppets from space i like the muppets muppets i've seen all of them the muppets most wanted so you know <laughs> i awesome. go watch i go watch the muppets 3d every time i'm in a either california well a, is it in california adventure Mm-mm. anymore no what no. they what did it's they put in there? It used nothing. to be in there. 
Well, there's think- some. Oh, it's Mickey's Philharmagic now. They they replaced oh, it. I forgot what look- they did with it. They did yeah. something with it, but it's still there in Hollywood Studios, and I still watch it every time I go there. So, yeah, at the Hollywood yeah, Studios. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, yep. awesome. Well, I almost I almost think I almost think the mug free 3D. Well, I almost get confused if the Muppet 3D show got replaced with anything frozen. <laughs> oh. Oh, I hope that. Well, and I hope they. I, I, I know it will go away because it's not a museum, but this was. I, I believe, if I'm not incorrect, this was the last film that Jim Henson did. Yes. It was the 3D one. Yeah. So. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that was the last thing he worked on. Because uh, as he is working with Disney and selling the rights to the Muppets and everything to Disney, that's mm-hmm. in 89. He passed away shortly right after. So, yes. Yeah. I, I think had he, had he not passed away, we would have a lot more Muppets in the Disney parks. Yes. And I'm yes, fine with that. I love the Muppets. Through, so. um, <laughs> and there would be a yeah. totally different history. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, moving to you guys, now that I've said my piece and then some, um, <laughs> but who wants to go next, Colleen or Fiona? Fiona, why don't you go? I'll start. Okay. I'll... Wait for it. So, I'm, uh, not to offend your analogy, but I'm, I'm almost feeling like a five. Uh, yeah, guys, I think I almost take, actually almost take the throw back on... What? I I know you might think I'm wrong here, Uh but I think it it helped me in in spot inspired. I don't know what's going on here. Communism in Hollywood. (laughs) Why are you saying communism in Hollywood? Because oh, she's been doing World War. Two in the sixties, I chihuahuas. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> because the McCarthy era. You're welcome. You didn't know you were getting a U.S. history lesson when, tonight. When, That's when they said the the general warfare about about facing the guerrilla warfare, real gr- warfare too. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> guerrilla war films <laughs> to face the enemy. I would. Uh, I would think myself if when Kermit was facing Doc Hopper to be a spokesman at his at his fried Frogger Legs restaurant. Uh huh. By almost trying to. Did Kermit like, use guerrilla warfare? <laughs> it, oh, there's geez. no, <laughs> there's no wrong answer. <laughs> well, me, by by like skiing hiding. Hiding place, places where the doctor, Alex will mayhem, doctor teeth, Alex will mayhem, coloring their car space like and hiding. Oh, hide. okay. So you're ref. I love how she's learning U.S. history and, and using this for reference. All our our um, reviews that we do. This is brilliant. Okay, so she's talking about how they use guerrilla warfare to outsmart um, the Frog Legs restaurant Do- owner. Dog-hopter. Doc Hopper, because um, was it uh, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem painted the car with all those colors and then they could hid in the billboard because their car. Mm, That's a funny gag. It felt like it was like a, it it felt like it was like, it had, 
Yeah, it felt like that billboard was kind of beat the Beatles themed. The billboard camouflaged the car because the car was painted identical to the billboard. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah, Beatles theme. Okay, there you go. That also is your 1960s. Yep. There you go. It was kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I thought there might be cosmism to get to get the Hollywood as as the manager as they always managed to run the man. Jurors who who almost try to not not accept them. Not accept them. The managers. Oh, because it was it took him so long to get in to see the boss. Yeah. Was that Orson Welles? I think that was yes. the word Orson Welles. He was the head yeah. of the studio. Yes. Yeah. yeah and go ahead and separate your friends afterwards. Okay. So I I tell you, this girl tries to get everything in these re- um, in these reviews, doesn't she? Yes. Yes, if if you are now join the Sam the Eagle team, it will be butt-tastic. I think my favorite Sam the Eagle quote is when he goes, I have a two and a half hour spectacular presentation. You've got two minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was that from Muppet 3D? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. That wasn't like a dead quote, but I just love that part. You've got two minutes. Uh, like, you are not a mouse. You are a rut. <laughs> my favorite. Yeah, in the pre-show when he says that. My my favorite line in the pre-show is something to the lines of, we are now all going to enter the theater in a nice, orderly American fashion. And then everybody <laughs> runs over the top of him. <laughs> ah, so or awesome. into the chameleon court. Okay, so did you give the movie five? Yeah, it's kind of five. All right, that's awesome. Just, uh, but I hope my knowledge wasn't torturing you guys. No, I just love how you're learning things at school and um, wrapping them into our reviews. It's always entertaining. Yeah. I think you did brilliant there. <laughs> hey, you're applying, you're applying what you're learning in school to what we're doing here in the podcast and making a connection to guerrilla warfare. I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, only uh, Fiona. If I, if I bump, bump, if I, if I keep, I, I always keep singing, singing you, you, you guys on my creativity, actually. All right, so I'm going to give the Muppet movie. My seven-year-old self gives the Muppet movie five Mickey ears. Yeah. Because that's, I'm sorry, but that's that's the only way I can reference this movie is my seven-year-old self. I think I like it, it encapsulates my childhood and like happiness and there's rainbows at the end of the day and everything is going to be okay. I think that's, yeah, that's kind of what, what it tells all you. Said was like, that was like yeah. the common family moments. Right. And like you might be overwhelmed, but don't worry. You've got a ton of friends and they're going to help you get through the situation. And it's going to be great. And then you end up with the rainbow. And then you end up with the rainbow. <laughs> Even though a big mistake happens, that's how wonderful things happen. Great. Failure's I, okay. I don't think Elias would like to hear all this. <laughs> But I, yes, and my seven-year-old self loved the jokes, too. I mean, I love, okay, so I have to just say a couple of them because they're just too darn funny. Like when Kermit is riding his bicycle down the road and before a big accident happens, 
He goes, that's pretty dangerous building a road in the middle of the street. I mean, if frogs couldn't hop, I'd be gone with a Schwinn. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's so bad. Ridiculous. Oh, Oh, it's just so bad. And I have to do a Statler and Waldorf one. I'm Statler. I'm Waldorf. We're here to heckle the Muppet movie. Tom is down on the left. Private screening room B. Private screening. Yeah, they're afraid to show it in public. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. I just like, yeah, I just, I, I know we talked about this, Statler and Boulderup. I think it just, it, they make it okay to laugh at yourself. They, You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to heckle and make fun of yourself and enjoy life. And it's not that big de- It's not that big of a deal if someone does make fun of you for failing. Like, it's okay. Like, I think my word of the night is, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Say that for the Swedish chef. Okie dokie. The film is okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I miss, I miss the naivety and the innocence of the Muppets. I think I really miss that. And you just can't get that back. And I think it's interesting that it took a, a Gen Xer to come out and basically write a movie that's like a love story to the Muppet movie, the, the one that came out in 2011, the Muppet story. The, the Muppets. Yeah, the Muppets. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that, was such, that was such a great movie. I really enjoyed it with some great gags. I'm glad that happened. Yeah, it feels like half of the moments can always be a big focus on on Miss Piggy. The Muppets, that movie, the little more Miss Piggy. Well, well, yeah, I mean to love as as we we all we all need need the gain need the gain here, no matter if the about it. Mm-hmm. And I think what was so great about the Muppets move the Muppets was the watching uh, Adia, Lexi, and Sage. Uh, jump around and sing the songs in a ho- oh, in the hotel room. Me Remember party. that? The me party. Oh my god! It oh was yeah. Like, it was like watching my childhood again. It was so f- wonderful because that's you know all I did as a little kid is sing these songs from these movies and jump around on furniture. And did we get like almost kicked out of the hotel room? Yeah, we almost did. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought never. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh boy. I look around, and once again I'm on my own. My man ain't here, he's gone and done me wrong. No one's gonna stop this girl from having fun. I throw my hands up high and have a party for one. I'm having a me party, a party by myself. A me party. Well, I thought at 6 o'clock it would be okay to jump around a hotel room, but apparently everyone around us was over the age of of 75 and one to go to bed (laughs) oh boy anyway but they had fun and i you know you gotta let kids jump around and have fun for sure all right are we good you were good yeah Yeah, so if i think if you like the muppets the movie that came out in 2011 you really like the muppet movie for sure So many songs 
about rainbows and what's on the other side. Rainbows are visions, but only illusions, and rainbows have nothing to hide. joining us on another episode of Diz Podopolis. I sure hope you enjoyed our conversation about the Muppet movie from 1979. I know uh, we went through a lot of fond memories and it brought up a lot of things I had forgotten about the 70s, which is always fun because I was just alive enough in the 70s to remember it. So (laughs) there's that. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I was kind of with your mom. I was very little, and I can remember the Muppet Show. It's one of my first TV memories. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> hey, 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 it's like if we're categorizing our Muppets. If, 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 if Ma, if if Mom and my, if if I said about uh, Colleen and and Mike being like. Be dressed as Statler and Waldorf. <laughs> would you, would would you, like, would you mind if I, if I can dress like Beaker? Yes, you can dress as Beaker if you want to be Beaker. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be Fiona's favorite character, Beaker. Yeah. And I'll have to get glasses and a green track track jacket for Scooter. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Uh, well, besides, well, usually they, they mainly use like, like, but I'm like, I'm like, it, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to. It, it's almost hard to just basically do like like visible visible face speaker because you mainly just see people make, making like like heads out of him. Oh yeah. 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 I was looking at like top. Like top nine, 19 Muppet cartoons, and it felt like the takeovers were Animal and Beaker. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah interesting. I, mean, I always thought Beaker was fun, but An- Animal is quite the character. He really is. Well, well, I think I think my dad is attached to him. Animal? Well, yeah, because they both play the drums. Yeah, but yeah, well, all I, uh, like I could. She's like drawing lines on her face with her fingers, people, mm-hmm. <laughs> to indicate the beaker mouth. Make make a puppet mouth. Uh huh. Yep, definitely a puppet mouth. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of those. Remember the Sesame Street? Those aliens that go. <laughs> oh yeah! Yes, yes, yes. I do. This seems like the the pre 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 precursor to beaker. Mm-hmm. But it felt um. So, but it feels like for Disney, the the pre 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 modern cursor would be, would be fear from Inside Out. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, the post beaker. Post. So that would be post beaker then. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I can yeah. see that. Oh, yeah. Definitely similar mouth going on him, for sure. And I, de- I definitely see the connection there to fear, for sure, because Beaker has a lot of fear. <laughs> but was, you know, because Dr. Buns and Honeydew is constantly <laughs> doing science <laughs> experiments on him. So, you know, I could see his... Where yes. he gets his anxiety and fear from. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's got some issues there. But, yeah. but for moments of dig- digging for, for treasures, uh-huh. of, of crafting supplies. Oh, okay. So what Fiona's <gasps> oh, holding cool. up. Yes. Okay, so what Fiona's holding up is we were digging through the art and crafts uh, cabinets. Yes, I have a cabinet, girls and boys. Um, and I happened to come upon some Duffy cutouts that they used to hand out the Kitcot at Epcot. I think it was 2018 is when they ended that program. And um, so we found five of them. One I'm going to scan and kind of keep for pros- prosperity and make some copies of it and um, have it out there. And uh, so she turned one of them into Bunsen Honeydew and the other one into Beaker. And uh, I put them on my Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. But what's really I love about these is if you look at Bunsen Honeydew's little what is this? Not not really a flask. Is it a what's it supposed to, what's that supposed to be, Fiona? Can they say beaker? <laughs> beaker? Is it a beaker of beaker? Yeah. So it's a beaker. And if you look really closely at the beaker, you'll see a beaker's face. The little circles for his eyes, his nose, and then there's a line for his mouth, and then it's red, so it's the explosion coming out of the beaker is Beaker's hair, his red hair. So mm-hmm. I thought that was awfully clever. I thought that was very it is, cute. That, that's super clever. Well, that I love that. It's beautiful. Beaker can never be clever with his potions. And then, yeah, she's kind of saying, she heard two potions too, so Beaker, uh, Bunsen Honeydew's uh, chemical reaction is very explosive, because... You know, he likes to do things big. And Beaker's is kind of like slow, bubbly, foamy because Beaker likes things to be a little more calm. That's not always happening for him. No, rarely. <laughs> Poor Beaker. I know. Yeah. I feel like I give this one a cat mouth. A cat mouth? Yeah. For fun fact, I actually use whiteout to kind of hack out of them. Right. Yeah. She used the whiteout to help uh, accentuate the eyes of the characters. But it it really follows, it still really follows the Duffy shapes. So I think she did a pretty good darn job. Yeah. I like this. Very creative. It's it's like if you can scan some more, I could too. The rest of the main Muppets. Yes, yes. I'm going to try to scan some and and print some out for her so she can do additional characters in that form. I think that'd be fun. I think I I I thought about doing the Swedish Chef next. Oh, he's pretty awesome. I love the Swedish chef. Let me some bird sandwiches. Yeah, nobody understands the word he's saying. <laughs> well, when I was watching the Muppet, the Muppet pilot today, Sex and Violence. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the wording on it? Have you heard of that? Is that the name of the show? What is this? A beta version of the Muppet Show. Oh, how lovely! <laughs> Those two should never be in. Uh, yeah, I almost thought that pilot almost had some adult vibes to it. Oh, is that the new one they did on ABC? Um, 
No, it was okay. like a pilot of the very first Muppet uh, show. Okay, yeah, so it's a little over the top. Yeah, but but there was on the Swedish Chef parts. They're they're like translating. It's like bork 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 language and like oh. and like and like subtitle subtitling it and 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 languages from all over the world. So it's not English. They're just subtitling in other languages. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's like a... Of course you do. A Monty Python moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, we watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail the other day. And just the opening to that, I'm on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good... That's just a classic. <laughs> All right. You ready to say goodbye? You got some more to say. I just want to say... Uh, good Goodbye. Goodbye to my chili dog. <laughs> I just had earlier. Oh, the hot dog and chili? Yeah. <laughs> I basically. You're trying to do Swedish re- fish? Repet- repetitive. We probably have, have those. Yes, we did. We had hot dogs but and chili. I think for the truth, maybe I would s- say all, all those all those people who, who have died that have been in the movie of Farewell, the Muppet movie. Oh, all the people that died? Oh, since the Muppet movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. We've lost a lot of talent since well, the original Muppet movie we um, have. Carol. Yeah, he just passed away. And um, Don Bluth, voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Henson. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Jim Jim Henson. The father of the Muppets. Oh, yeah. So we've lost, um, yeah. Jim Henson, Carol Spinney. Uh, Richard Hunt. Richard Hunt, <laughs> the original Beaker voice. Uh-huh. He was also Fozzie Bear. Oh, Don DeLuise is Don DeLuise, that's his yeah. name. Edgar Bergen, of course. Uh, Edgar Bergen. Steve Martin, just kidding, he's still with us. <laughs> but hey, it's like we're four-falling four here. Yeah, James Coburn, Bob Hope. Not Elliot. Oh, Bo- Madeline Kahn has passed away. Melton Burrell, Orson Welles, Richard Pryor. Kelly Savalas, a lot of passed Kirby. away. Huh? It's been a while. It's been a long time. 40 years. 40 and years is a long time. Okay. She was, the, she was actually the original voice of Janice. Oh, Aaron Oscar? Yeah. Oh, and Jerry Nelson, who is the voice of the Count in Sesame Street. What did you think was your favorite favorite part of this recording? Recording? Yeah. What do you think? What do I think? I supposed to be. I supposed to think. Oh, the ending! Yay! <laughs> Is it over yet? <laughs> like you can catch uh, Fiona at Fiona Toe Girl on Instagram and on Facebook on a Twitter. Yep. Yes, Kermit. I'm called to- Toad Girl. <laughs> yep, that's very fitting. All right, Ryan. You want to say goodnight to everyone out there? Yeah, good night to my Aunt Dolores and to my mom. And you can reach me at ryanflint underscore edu. You can also reach us at Dispotopolis and Twitter and on YouTube and stuff. So there you go. Yep, there you go. And my, uh, you can catch me, Colleen, at Tink Scout on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. But definitely catch us at Dispodopolis. And if you want to, you can send us any uh, comments or questions at 
comments at dispodopolis.com. We'd love to get those from you. Uh, definitely uh, check out our Instagram, follow us there, and our Twitter account. Lots of fun stuff. We put Fiona's artwork up there and pictures from past uh, trips that we've taken and fun things that we find in the news about Disney. So should we all say goodbye in our Muppet voices? Sure. Let's all, all together now. <laughs> One, two, three. Goodbye. You took mine. <laughs> See you guys real soon. Thanks for listening. What was that? It's called the medium sketch. The medium sketch? Yeah, it wasn't rare and it certainly wasn't well done. <laughs> And now it's time for a trip around the park and a kiss goodnight.
Skype Skype completely crashed. Oh, well, that'll happen. Oh, and then when I restarted it, it had like, instead of icons, it had like weird little boxes replacing all the icons. Like it went, like, it went crazy Whoa, crash. That's just super weird. I don't know. It was weird. I'm still recording. I didn't turn my recording off. Yeah, did neither did I. Uh-uh. It's still going. Yeah, good. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't stop. So we're just going to have like a really ridiculous long pause in the middle of this. I've never had to edit any of our stuff ever before. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, brother. Okay. Well, <laughs> should we should I go and start? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ryan, your turn. Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.